0: Hello, aviators. Welcome back to the Profile Playbook podcast, where we bring you the tips, the tricks, the hacks, the shortcuts to get through your flying career, all the training you need to become an airline pilot in the shortest, fastest, and cheapest means possible. I'm Sean. I'm here with Mike here. Hi. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say Mike, but I just oh, uh, thought... said <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not podcasters, folks. We're professional pilots and uh bringing you all the inside tips to get through everything and every week we're trying to answer your questions and uh bring you all the insight we can give you and that's what we're doing this week with a question we got from a listener slash viewer um mike yeah. you got it pulled up this one yeah this i got Luke, it pulled up
1: here Luke? and Again, we love the questions, and that's what the centerpiece of most of our podcast is going to be from now on. Because we do get lots of questions, and they're all really good. We do look at them all, and we're gonna we're gonna try to get to them all. So, um, you know, we're just cranking them out. So this this question we have now this is from uh, January twenty eighth, and it's from uh, Luke Whalen, and uh, he's he's uh, from just up the road in Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, we're Ohio. Dayton. Yeah, oh. yeah, we're uh, Ohio boys. The birth
0: so. the birthplace of aviation
1: the birthday the Wright Brothers yeah Wright Brothers
0: were from Dayton of course they flew it over in North Carolina but yeah they uh they're from Dayton
1: yeah a lot of cool stuff up there with aviation we've got Carolyn Park and uh where the Wright Flyers at and the the Dayton Air Force Museum if any of our viewers has have not been there right Pat yeah oh it's spectacular yeah it's
0: um it's just as interesting as going to the Smithsonian I mean they've got And they've got stuff in there that probably should be in the Smithsonian, to tell
1: you the truth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's an awesome place. It's crazy
0: walking through there. Like every other airplane, they have a little plaque on all the planes in there, you know, first flight. And they have, you know, what its mission was, the description of where it was built. But uh, down to bottom, it has first flight. And then it has the name of the test pilot that flew it. And like every other airplane in there, the test pilot was Jaeger. <laughs> Maybe not every other one, but a lot of them. It's it's amazing.
1: And then the, the cool thing for me and Sean, I'm sure, is uh uh, you know, one of our first jets was a Lear thirty-five. Oh, and yeah. they have the they, ha- they have the Air Force version there of the Lear right. thirty-five. So when you're taking your kids through, you can say, Oh, look, I've flown that. Yeah, I've flown that <laughs> thing. Yeah yep oh man that's cool also another
0: one of those hanging in the denver
1: airport out there oh yeah yeah and the, the ceiling there at the terminal yep yep, yep. Uh, um yeah it's it's a great great experience i you know i've been both the smithsonian and Dayton, the presidential hangar too at dayton is in, incredible it's got a lot of uh the old air force ones in there the mm-hmm. old 707 that uh lyndon johnson was sworn in in dallas when kennedy was yep. shot is there and you can go through i mean it's amazing it's it's worth the. It trip for sure I gotta
0: say my favorite airplane out there if I had to pick one just on the spot it would be the XB 70 Valkyrie out there Um, they only built three of them or is it three of them or two of them and uh that's the only one left and uh it was that supersonic bomber
1: it's incredible yeah it looks like the B B1 kind of right a little
0: bit it's it's a little it's got a little more wing on it than the B1 has the swept wing uh, mm-hmm. which is what I was, you know, I worked with in the Air Force. But uh this is uh you no, know, the Valkyrie's got a little different look, but man, it's
1: just such a
0: big machine
1: and yeah, yeah, impressive. Mine mine is the uh I'm I'm fascinated with the SR71. It's my oh, favorite oh Yeah,
0: yep, they got and, one of those. Uh,
1: yep. My sons, I probably shouldn't say this on on the internet, but uh I went there with my sons for the first time when they were like five. And I, I literally could not help myself. I had to touch it. It was behind the thing, and I, I had to touch it. And uh, they got so mad at me. They're like, hey, what are you doing? There's a museum. We're going to get thrown out of here.
0: Yeah, so the FBI is probably putting you on a list as we speak.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So uh, this is Luke, and Luke says, hey there, Luke, from uh, up the road in Dayton, Ohio. I'm 27, a commercial plumber. Uh, considering getting my commercial pilot certificate. My wife is currently in nursing school and she will be done in July. I am currently the breadwinner of the household. I know there's two ways to go about flight school, the slower route and the much faster route. My eventual goal would be to become a corporate pilot. I'm curious uh, as to how some people work full-time and still get their certificate. I'm also unsure of how the financial part works out. and as I am not picking money from a tree. Yeah. I get that, man. Aren't we all, uh, I want, uh, I, I feel I'm fine. Your video is very helpful. Thank you. So yeah, that's a great question. Really?
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. And I'm, well, it's a great question because it's something that everybody right. is probably going through unless they're okay. a, a young individual <laughs> who have some parents that are going to bankroll this whole thing. Um, you, don't go into this have any illusions that uh it's it's cheap to become a pilot because it's not um but it's it's so worth it (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean you got to figure it out and if you're in this guy in in luke's position of you know you know you're already trying to make ends meet you know now you're trying to throw this into the mix yeah so yeah we can break this down a little bit give you our two cents on what we think here so being in dayton i know exactly what your weather's like every day especially this time of year i'm looking outside That's and beautiful it's, it, it, it's snowing it is snowing right now outside my office window um <laughs> here in cincinnati right down the road
1: from you and we're south man we we can yeah buy, we're like a half a degree warmer down here yeah
0: <laughs> but uh you know it, it's hard to to just say yeah, save up a bunch of money and run off to Florida and, and go to, you know, ATP flight school and, you know, throw all your eggs in that basket and whatever. Um, in, I, I would say if I were you, if I had to do it all over again and I was in your position, uh, that is what I would shoot for, but there's a few prerequisites that you would have to do before you could do that. Um, and all of these places have financing also any of these big hurry up get them done schools they right. they have it figured out just like if you were to go to a car dealer and and find that Ford Explorer that you want even though that's a $60,000 vehicle they got ways right. of having the common man drive out of that lot in that Ford Explorer they've got it figured out because they right. they got a product to move um yeah. same thing with these flight schools however uh they the prerequisite is you got to show up with your private pilot's license they um they they want to make sure that you have at least uh all that rudimentary stuff taken care of um because not everybody just flows through that you know easily some people maybe maybe you get 10 lessons in and you you get frustrated or something and realize this isn't for you you know they don't they don't want that so The private pilot's license is going to be a prerequisite i would recommend doing that you know there in dayton somewhere um and uh yeah yeah go ahead mike you got yeah i guess
1: a couple things i'd add uh you know he's asking about being a corporate pilot um, and, uh, uh, and that's what he wants to be. I would say, you know, us being intimately familiar with the region, this is an excellent opportunity for corporate aviation. There's uh, quite a few business jets based in Dayton. Um, yes. Cincinnati is a mecca for business aviation. We have uh, more Fortune 500 companies in Cincinnati per capita than uh, for, for the population than than any other city in the U.S. So um, there's dozens of jets based here. Um, um, so there's lots of opportunity, and, and you got. Columbus, as well, that you could drive to. And, you know, with these corporate jobs, you could drive to really, you could get a job in uh, Columbus. I think you had one for a short period that we were, yeah. Yeah. I was
0: driving back and forth from Cincinnati to Columbus. And you got to remember with these corporate jobs, it's not like you, it's not like a normal job where you're there nine to five, five days a week. No, I would drive to Columbus once, maybe twice a week. And, sometimes, and then there would be two weeks where I wouldn't even drive up there. You know, it's, yeah. it's just whenever the boss wants to go somewhere, or maybe you drive to Columbus one time this week and you don't go up there again, the rest of the month, I, it's all over the place. Right.
1: right. Same thing with Indianapolis. So this is for the viewers that obviously don't live in this area. It's something to think about though. If you have major cities close by, there's an opportunity for flying in, in those areas um, the second thing I would probably say, too, is if, if you if you're like, you know, all the obvious things and we talk about this in our our pro pilot playbook program, but uh, the faster and the quicker you do your training, the less money you'll spend because, you know, when you stretch out your lessons uh, in flying, you end up repeating a lot of stuff because you forgot about it, you know, uh, but. But the one thing that trumps all of that, and that is always 100% true, is is actually taking action. Taking action is so important. I mean, uh, uh, not doing something is doing something. So if you want to work towards being a professional pilot, you need to get out there and you need to start flying. And if right now all you can afford is going even once a month, uh, it's doing something. And that's important, taking that step. You know, you're a professional plumber. Um, I know that there's a lot of opportunity in 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 that area right now. I'm sure you can do side work. You know, you can go uh, do a small job here or there once a week. You can make enough money. I'm sure just off of an hour's worth of uh, fixing something to 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 do a one flight lesson. So right. I would go to one of your local airports, Dayton Wright Brothers, or or one of those up there. Uh, speak with a uh, a flight. Uh, flight training person. And, uh, uh, you know, one lesson's probably just a little over a hundred dollars and, uh, you know, just start that and get a logbook, just like, uh, like Sean was showing, uh, from the last question in the last podcast about the, the, the young guy that was just getting started that, that time never goes away. So jump in and, uh, uh, uh you know, start your flight training and there's never, ever been a better time uh, to do it. And you're in a great area to get get what you want done so um,
0: when you're doing these you know working on that private uh you know you you could go into this thinking yeah I'm going to get my private and then I'm going to go to ATP the flight school that does the whole thing you know that they have the financing whatever and they have a they have competitors too you don't have to do ATP but you may get over there to Dayton right? Right, right And, uh, you know, there's, I think there's a couple different fl- schools at Dayton Wright Brothers. I was actually talking to some people there about flying their a jet, a corporate jet out of there not too long ago. Yeah. Anyway, there's a couple different flight schools up there. You may get up there. They may have a program that I don't even know about that would be similar. Uh, but where I'm going with this sure. is when we're, yeah, when you're working on your private, make sure that you are out there, you know, two or three times a week. Don't do the once a week thing because then you'll miss a week and now it's once every two weeks get find yourself an instructor with some availability and tell them what your plan is hey i want to be my plan is to be out here three four times a week if possible minimum two or three times a week my plan is to get this thing done um right and you know jump on it and do it hard i just that is so important to not only get it done quickly, but to save money. You waste so much money stretching it out. Totally, uh, the, the other thing I'd like to mention here, Luke, is you say you're 27, um, you know, nice young age to uh the corporate stuff. Yeah, there's you live in a great area for being a corporate pilot, but you know, there's also the airline thing. Um, absolutely get to the airlines and you could have a uh the airlines, you're gonna you're going to make more money over your career over the course of your entire career the corporate stuff you're going to make more money up front and have a i don't know i mean we could talk about that that's a whole other podcast right uh, and, and it's already been recorded too it's out sure. there you can listen to it but uh you know there's lots of uh pros and cons to both or whatever in my book it's all pros both ways but <laughs> I, I mean you got to make that decision for yourself um but yeah like mike said no better time in the history of aviation just no do not no. waste time get on it and you know I'm what i'm excited for you you know mike's always saying this uh what is it um or whatever i've heard gurus talking about you know if you want to if there's a certain kind of car you want go to the lot and take a test drive in it uh mike you're saying something similar about oh this too. Uh, uh
1: if you if you sit in a barber shop long enough you want oh up- yes <laughs> yeah. You're going to get, you're going to end up with a haircut. Yep, exactly. Right. And you're going to meet people, you know, you may meet someone at that airport uh, just from going out there once a week that owns a plane and then you become friends with them and then they take you flying for free and you get to log those, uh, those uh, flight yep. hours. Um, you may meet contacts that will later get you a corporate job. So it, it taking action is imperative of all things that we're discussing here. Right. So, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, get on the internet. I think, what is it? Um, uh, what would be a good air uh, resource, uh, like air nav.com or something like that. There's yeah. plenty of websites go to, you know, find the airports all around you and get the contact information address for all the flight schools. I would just make a day drive around, talk to all these, don't make any commitments. Just talk to all these people, listen to, listen to their little pitch, what they have to say. All of them are probably going to be offering a, we've talked about this on the podcast before too, an intro flight, an introductory flight or a, yeah. uh, what's the other thing they always call those, um,
1: discovery flight, discovery Discovery
0: flight. That's like the term, whatever. And it's basically something the flight score already has set up. It's a set rate of just like a hundred bucks or something. And it gives you, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes in the airplane with the instructor and you take your first flight lesson, you'll probably walk out of there with a, you know, a log book. And, uh, yeah, after that,
1: you'll probably definitely be hooked. You will. <laughs> I had a guy tell me once a corporate pilot, an old hawker pilot. I said, how'd you get into flying? He said, Oh yeah. Well, one year for Christmas, my wife bought me an introductory flight. Uh, and uh, he's like, if she would have bought me crack cocaine, it probably would have been cheaper and less addictive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 But yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited for you. Keep us posted on your progress and uh, remember um, you won't regret it. It's just uh, to make that move.
0: Yep. Yeah. And Luke, after you get some time, you know, uh, uh, I'm hiring so you can come out and be a co-pilot in one of my, uh, one of my corporate jets.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it, it, it'll be here before you know it, man. It's all about, like Mike just said, take action.
1: This is how it all starts. I mean, we started the same way, going to the airport, right. taking a lesson and, you know, exactly like small planes. This is how everybody starts.
0: I think once you get out there and you start doing it, that's a great point. Once you get out there and you get underway, you're going to realize none of this was as complicated as you thought. No. Um, there's going to, you're going to, there's going to be resources coming come into your field of vision for yep. finding money to do this that you didn't know existed and uh, there's going to be opportunities arise that you can't even fathom right now.
1: Yep. Uh, taking
0: yep. action is what it what it boils down to. Yep. Anyway, Luke, thank you for the question i if you're watching this right now, uh, and, uh, seems interesting to you, check out the rest of our pod. This is episode what? 43, 44 now, yeah. uh, 43, I think. Anyway, check out the rest of our stuff. we got a lot of great stuff that falls in line with all this. Uh, we sell a product, um, yeah. that organizes it all into a nice little neat, crisp package, almost like a checklist of how to save time and money getting your certificate. Uh, but If you have a question for us, you can email us at podcast at propilotplaybook.com. And I don't know, other than that, I guess
1: we'll see you next week. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.